1: We take a break from our study of Ephesians. Currently, there are about 250 nations in the world. There are something like 7,000 languages spoken in the world today. There are no different colors of people. The only thing that determines color of skin is how much of a pigment called melanin a person has. We are all shades of the same color. The amount of melanin your body makes depends on your genes. This week we will study the book of Genesis to examine the early history of the human race. Where did the races of people come from? How was the earth repopulated after the flood? Where did the variety of languages come from? It was all set in motion between the flood and the time of Abraham. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he takes us through biblical history in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Meet Your Ancestors.
0: But I want you now to start meeting your ancestors, and we'll start with the Japheth branch of the human family tree. Now, I'm not always that bright. Uh, I am kind of a glutton for punishment, and I want you to see the impact of the Word of God. So I'm going to read this whole chapter this morning, out loud, in public, and this is scary, it is being recorded. It is, after all, the inspired and inerrant and profitable Word of God, and I want you to see it for its impact. I am going to use the method that I was taught for how to pronounce Hebrew names. I was taught that the secret is, say them boldly and with confidence and no one will have a clue whether you were right or not, unless there happens to be somebody in the room with that name, and then it's only the matter of their opinion anyway. Now, there's a side benefit of this sermon. If you are expecting a child, or if someone in your family is expecting a child, especially if it's a boy, be on the lookout. You might just find a really cool Bible name for one of your offspring. All right, first, the genealogy of Japheth. We'll warm up with the Shortest, shortest one. And by the way, when I say Japheth, I'm anglicizing that because when I learned Hebrew, none of the vowels were A. It was more like A, ah, so it's probably something like Japheth. Uh, but hey, I'm the one saying it. I'm going to say it loudly and proudly, and we'll go on from there. All right, verses 2 through 5. The sons of Japheth were Gomer, and Magog, and Madai, and Javan, and Tubal, and Meshech, and Tiras. The sons of Gomer were Ashkenaz and Riphath and Tagarmah. The sons of Javan were Elisha and Tarshish, Kittim and Dodanim. From these, the coastlands of the nations were separated into their lands, every one according to his language, according to their families, into their nations. Now, when you read where these people went, bear in mind the the... Ark came to rest on the top of Mount Ararat, and we can argue about where that is. So northeast, southwest, coastlands, mountains, valleys, etc., it's all relative to that. And we don't need to try to sort all of that out to get the point here today. But if you trace the names of the people mentioned here, the known histories of peoples around the world, we can say that generally speaking, these peoples, the the descendants of Japheth, headed toward Europe and Asia. That would be most of the... Our ancestors indirectly. And I want you to notice how specific this is. Notice how precise this is. If you have a good study Bible, and if you don't, why not? Uh, you can probably find in it a, a map that is a representation of this chapter. It might be called the, the Tables of the Nations or Ge- the Nations of Genesis uh, chapter 10. Um, and understand that you can actually put on a map where these people went in relation to where Noah and his wife lived after they got off the ark. Notice also, this passage assumes that you also have the following chapter, and you probably read it because it also refers to everyone according to his language. Well, until chapter 11, we didn't have the confusion of languages, but understand these generations in chapter 10 overlap the generation in which the languages were confused. So you got to take 10 and 11 together. Would you notice also that the Bible distinguishes people in very real ways? By their land, where they live, by their languages, how they sound, how they communicate, by their families, who they are related to, and how many cousins are at the Thanksgiving table, and their nations. That refers to political boundaries. Skin color is not here, never was, and never should be considered a legitimate basis for distinction between people groups. Race is not a word or a concept that you will find in the Bible. Now, it does say, run the race. So if you're talking about a hundred meter dash or a marathon, okay, use the word race. But if you're talking about how to divide people, it's a non-biblical word invented by people with anti-biblical, ungodly worldviews. I'll give you more of that later and then again next week. It was a much later invention of man. So, as you're meeting your ancestors, you've seen the overview, you've seen the Japheth branch, now comes the genealogy of Ham, not as in a meat you eat, but a guy that was named that. Genesis chapter 6, or chapter 10 rather, starting at verse 6. The sons of Ham were Cush and Mizraim and Put and Canaan. The sons of Cush were Seba and Havilah and Sabta and Raama and Sabtekah. And the sons of Raama were Sheba and Dedan. Now Cush became the father of Nimrod. He became a mighty one of the earth. He was a mighty uh, hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. A saying was built around this guy's great hunting ability. The beginning of his kingdom was Babel and Erech and Akkad and Kalneh in the land of Shinar. From that land he went forth into Assyria and built Nineveh, and Rehoboth-ir, and Kalah, and Resen between Nineveh and Kalah. That is the great city. Mizraim became the father of Ludim, and Anamim, and Lahabim, and Naphtuhim, and Pathrusim, and Kasluhim, from which came the Philistines, and Kaphtorim. Canaan became the father of Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth. And the Jebusite, and the Amorite, and the Girgashite, and the Hivite, and the Arkite, and the Sinite, and the Ardvite, and the Zemurite, and the Hamathite, and afterward the families of the Canaanite were spread abroad. The territory of the Canaanite extended from Sidon as you go toward Gerar as far as Gaza, as you go toward Sodom and Gomorrah, and Admah and Zeboim as far as Lasha. These are the sons of Ham, according to their families, according to their languages, by their lands, by their nations. Now, I bet as we were going through there, if, if, if you're not napping during the Hebrew name fest, did you, did you spot the introduction of several people and places that become very significant later in Scripture? God has all this under control, and, and it's all interconnected. Did you notice words you probably recognize like Babel, Assyria, Nineveh, Canaan, Sidon, a whole bunch of the ites, uh, Sodom, Gomorrah? God planned it all and orchestrated it all. Again, from, from history and connecting the names of these people to things that we know around the world, even that we can spot on a modern world map, we can generalize that these people, the descendants of Ham, moved toward Egypt. Africa and Canaan. Most interpreters believe that Cush was the progenitor of the Ethiopians, Mizraim was the progenitor of the Egyptians, and Put was the progenitor of the Libyans and the peoples of Africa in general. Canaan, of course, was the father of the Canaanites. Pretty significant for God sending Israel to drive them out of the land because of their wickedness. Most believe that because of the way it's worded here, that uh, Nimrod, the son of Cush, was the powerful leader behind the building of the city of Babel and its famous tower. All right, you're meeting your ancestors, the Japheth, Japheth branch, the Ham branch, and now the Shem branch, finally, verses 21 through 31. Also to Shem the father of all the children of Eber. And by the way, Eber is the root of the word for Hebrew or Hebrews, comes from that. Also to Shem, the father of all the children of Eber, and the older brother of Japheth, children were born. The sons of Shem were Elam and Asher and Arpachshad. That's one that you could pick for a name, especially if you're trying to raise an NFL star. I think Arpachshad, I think that's, that's, that's good. And Lud and Aram, and the sons of Aram were Uz and Hol and Gether, and if our Pakshad needs a middle linebacker, mash. They probably pronounce it mosh. Our Pakshad became the father of Shelah, and Shelah became the father of Eber. Two sons were born to Eber. The name of the one was Peleg, famous soccer player. For in his days, the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Joktan, Joktan became the father of Almadad and Sheleph and Hazarmaveth and Jarah and Hadorim and Uzal and Dikla and Obal and Abimael and Sheba and Ophir and Havilah and Jobab. All these were the sons of Joktan. Now the settlement extended from Mesha as you go toward Sephar, <laughs> Sephar the hill country of the east. These are the sons of Shem according to their families, according to their languages, by their lands according to their nations try to put that on a map this group centers in asia and the middle east and they become the the focal point some of these become the focal point for tracing the line to the messiah if you would like this message on compact disc let me know and we'll send it to you you'll receive the entire message not just the portion on today's program